This episode of Locked On Sports is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I am Jeff Garcia, Spurs beat writer for Kins 5 San Antonio and TGIF. Hope you're ready for a great weekend. Uh, aside from Spurs basketball, there's UTSA bas- uh, football. So hopefully you're going out to go support the Birds if you're in San Antonio. So much to do this weekend. Uh, so hopefully you have a good one. But we're here to tell you that maybe, just maybe, this rebuild going on, perhaps they should trade DeJounte Murray. What? I know, I know. Blasphemy, considering how he's playing this year. We're going to break it down, though. We're going to see, like, what can the Spurs reasonably get for Murray if they're serious about bringing in mega star talent to help this rebuild uh, go further along and perhaps at a faster rate. And if we have time, we'll talk about Josh Primo. Do that more. A guy who isn't afraid to stir the pot, never is afraid from stirring the pot with me recently calling out the Spider-Man trailer far from home. Didn't appreciate that. Mr. Michael Jimenez. Yeah, that's Michael Jimenez laughing on the other side. He is with San Antonio Sports Star. You can listen to him on 1250 AM because he is the host of Halftime. By the way, Michael, you're doing a bang-up job as the new host of Halftime, so kudos to you. Let me give you a little clap here. Good job. Dude, I appreciate it, man. It's been so much fun so far. Love it. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike ESPN essay. You're not going to r- r- ruffle my feathers, right? And say you hated the Spider-Man trailer, huh? You know what? I, I'm kind of disinterested in, in it, to be honest with you. But the fact of the matter is I've seen the last three Spider-Man movies. I very rarely see anything superhero related, but my nine-year-old daughter is all about Spider-Man and I liked it. I've, I've enjoyed it, man. I, I, the, the Jake Gyllenhaal, the, the the Holland one and all of those guys, they've done a good job. But when I saw the trailer for this one, I, I just, I don't know. I didn't feel it, man. I just didn't feel it. You're, you're killing me, man. I mean, maybe, I mean, you didn't appreciate the fact that the, I guess, for this generation, OG villains were back. You know, Willem Dafoe as Goblin. You have Hayden Church coming back as Sandman. Lizard is back. I mean, those are no. the movies you saw. You know, they're back. The, the problem that I have is, is that like with the Tobey Maguire one and the Garfield one and all, all of these different guys, they did a good job. But I like the whole Spider-Man storyline of him being in high school, trying to hide it and trying to, you know, he's a nerd by day and kind of a, a badass by night. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that Spider-Man story. But the whole Spider-Man universe where it becomes where he has to save the world, I kind of check out at that point. Tough crowd here. Tough, tough crowd. By the way, can we pick? Can we poke fun of your colleague uh, Quinn Hudson real fast? Yeah. So you know, Quinn uh, technically was was invited to go on this show because he made it very clear to me, Michael, mm-hmm. that he can come on. It's just that that Monday when I had asked him on, it was a bad time. So I texted him. I said, "Hey, Quinn, you're good to go. Let's do this." He can't make it. I go, "Fine, I will work with you, Quinn." What about a Sunday? A Sunday evening? Sunday? Just in general, can't make it. Uh, is your colleague a bit of a diva? You know, he belongs on Locked On Mavericks because he's a Mavericks oh. fan. Yeah, but if this is Locked On Mavericks, he's he's joining, right? Oh yeah, he he would he would he would he would set aside time. You know, he'd be available whenever you need it. Because <laughs> uh, if he wants to talk about Luka Doncic, he will talk about Luka all day long. But about the Spurs, 
I don't know, man. I mean, he says that he enjoys watching the Spurs play from time to time, but I know he's not a fan. I texted him. I said, like, man, diva status. Started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard back from him, by the way. Maybe he got upset by that. Nah, I'll, I'll get in the side. Once again, Michael Jimenez, follow him on Twitter at Mike ESPN. I say, so, Michael, I, I mentioned it earlier. You're not afraid to ruffle feathers. You're not. You know, whether that be your thoughts on movies and, and nerd stuff to sports. And there's something that, that you may like about this topic. You know, look, you're, you're a financial guy by day. Uh, there are certain things that in the stock world, financial world, you want to sell high. You know, sell high. The, the maximum dollar value is right now. Here it is. Well, the Spurs are in a similar situation. They're investing in the future right now, and that is their young core. They're getting a lot of run right now from, from Devin Vassell to uh, Drew Eubanks to DeJounte Murray to Lonnie Walker, Trey Jones. The list goes on and on. This is a rebuild. So they're planning, and so you're a financial guy, Michael, for the future. And part of that is making tough decisions. This person did it once, made a tough decision by trading George Hill on draft day to net themselves a Kawhi Leonard. And lo and behold, they won a title with Kawhi before he left. DeJounte Murray is having a banner season. Ah, triple doubles are going to be common for this guy. He came close to another one recently. He is also knocking on the door of possible all-star bid. Maybe, just maybe. It's tough, but, you know, he, he's in, he's in the conversation. Michael, you look at DeJounte Murray, and if the Spurs really want to fast-forward this rebuild and bring in some maybe top picks or quality talent is trading DeJounte Murray something that should be on the table this season. I'm going to disappoint you here. The answer is no. What? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm usually the kind of guy who wants to stir things up and say, you know, you know, trade for this and trade for that, you know, Ben Simmons or whatever the case may be. But the fact of the matter is that when this season started, we talked about who were the untouchables. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, the untouchable was Keldon Johnson. But right now, I think the Spurs have two untouchables. That's DeJounte Murray and Devin Vassell. I even go as far as to say even Primo being the possible third one. Mm -hmm. um, when I take a look at DeJounte Murray, I mean, averaging 18, 19 points a game, over eight assists, eight rebounds, over two steals. I mean, if he finished that the season that way, only two other players have done an 18-8-8-2 split. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. He's having a historic year. And since Pirtle's been out, he's been averaging more than 22 points a game. And all his stats are up since then as well. So he's picking up some slack. You see him crashing the boards a lot more often. Um, the thing about it is, is that we're not going to be able to replace that type of production, especially at the price point. Because right now he's making about $16 million a year. He's got two more years left in his contract. He's very inexpensive for what he does. And when you rack all when you rank all the different point guards that are out there from a player efficiency standpoint, he's number 8. So, it's one of those things where yeah, I mean he is a hot commodity right now. Yes, he's at a high point. You want to buy low and sell high, but exactly what would you get for that? The only thing that I would trade for that would be like a top three pick. Right. In, you know, a top three pick and a serviceable center. Uh, I mean, I would understand that. But at the same time, it's not like you can get somebody in the draft and right away have them average, mm -hmm. you know, 19, eight and eight. 
right? right? So it's just one of those things where I think the untouchables are Vassell, DeJounte Murray, and Primo. Because, man, I saw that Lakers – I'm sorry, the, uh, the, the uh, game the other night between the Nets and the Warriors. And I, I asked myself the question, how many of the Spurs players could have been in this game? Like, if they were available mm-hmm. to them at the beginning of the season, how many of the Spurs now would have been in that game? And I counted only four. And wow. DeJounte Murray obviously being one of them. He's one of the few relatively elite players that we have. I am so surprised at how big of a leap he, he has made this mm-hmm. year. I knew he had yeah. another gear, but not this gear. He is like a more efficient Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you can't trade him. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right. I'm a little um, pleasantly surprised about his leap this season. I was expecting maybe a little higher uh, field goal percentage, but that's about it. That's the one thing I was just looking forward to go. He just increases his field goal percentage. I'm good. But, you know, across the board, he's having career numbers in certain categories. Look at what he ranks uh, among NBA point guards, second in defensive rebounds, third in efficiency, third in rebounds, fourth in steals, sixth in field goals made, sixth in assists, and eighth in field goal attempts, 13th in points, by the way. Those, that kind of ranking right there. If a team came knocking, if if Michael Jimenez is Spurs GM, and you're not a hologram, by the way, you're real, Mm -hmm. you're real. So um, let's just say Team X calls you up and you're in your office. What do you want from him? What's going to make Michael Jimenez say, I'm listening versus I'm hanging up? All right, NBA fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bunch player bench players, excuse me, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All of your users can deposit and use the promo code and get themselves a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Just you make sure to use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and over and under on their projections, you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected number. That's it. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can even be made up to 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals, so don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com, use promo code NBA, or simply go to the App Store and download the app today. PricePix is daily fantasy made easy. It has to be a top three pick. Guaranteed. It has Guaranteed. to be a guaranteed yeah. top three pick. And it's it's one of the things about DeJounte Murray this year. It's been a pleasant surprise because, you know, I was kind of on the fence about him over the over the offseason. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll admit that I was wrong. Uh, I was on the fence about him because I didn't know how high of a leap he could make. Again, I knew he had something better in him, but man, this is going to close to elite status. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was thinking about it. What if he finishes the season at 28 and 8? And and right now you're talking about his field goal shooting percentage. He's at about 46%, which isn't bad. Yeah. Uh, but he's very efficient in what he does. And there's leadership skills and talents that he has out there as well. You see him barking at the players. You see him trying to pump up certain players. And it has been a wild turn over the past 
few months. It, the, the confidence level is so high out there. I remember, you know, two or three months ago, he was, you know, releasing cryptic tweets, things on Instagram, and it was just kind of childish. It really mm -hmm. was. And I was kind of concerned about that. Uh, but since the season has started, he's kind of, I'd say, matured, taking that maturity to another level as well, taking that leadership role to another level. And I look at him and I think to myself, that is the budding all-star that we were looking at. We were talking about Keldon Johnson being that budding all-star. And now we're looking at it, and I think that Vassell and DeJounte Murray are those two that have all-star type potential. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'd like to see what DeJounte Murray is going to do next season and the season after that as we surround him with more talent. You look at what he's doing this season. He scored in double figures in each and every game. There has not been a game this season where he scored at least under 10 points. So he's putting up that type of numbers. He flirted with a triple-double versus the Clippers. He was just one assist away. Before that, he hit a triple-double with 22-10-10 and 10, uh, versus the Lakers and a loss. He's vaulting himself up the triple-double list in the San Antonio franchise. I think he, I, I think either he, he's at or around where Alvin Robertson was just dropping him like left and right yeah. during his playing yeah. days. So, you know, he's definitely taking a step forward. But I still think, Michael, that for, at least for me, he's on the cusp of being untouchable, but he's not there yet. Because if you if if you can throw him in a deal to get yourself an established NBA star, a guy that's gonna take you to the promised land, at least push you deep into the playoffs, I think the Spurs gotta really, really think about that too. Am I crazy? Well, it's a godfather offer at this point. A godfather offer. Okay. No. I mean, think about it. What if you were the Philadelphia 76ers? And we don't know what's going on in the back end with, with these trade talks and whether or not they existed or not. But can you imagine if the Spurs offered DeJounte Murray and a couple of players and a couple of draft picks to the Sixers for mm -hmm. Ben Simmons and he was turned down? And now I don't think that trade offer would be made again. Oh, yeah. You know, because right now the Sixers would look at this and go, yeah, 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 I'll take that now. Right. Because at the time, they may have thought that they would be getting 60 to 70 percent of the production that Ben Simmons would have made. But now they're getting they'd be getting 90 to 100 percent of it all. And that would have been a horrible trade if DeJounte Murray had gone to Philadelphia and been averaging 19, 8 and 8. Would have been mm -hmm. a terrible trade at that point. Uh, but we didn't know that he was going to be doing that. And one of the things about it is he's getting more run because, yeah, his stats are higher, but also his minutes played has gotten higher. Pop has said that he wishes that DeJounte could play 48 minutes. Hey, let's do it, baby. I mean, sure. he's you know, young. right now he's averaging almost 35 minutes a game. And, you know, I don't want him to go beyond that. I think 36 is kind of the max that most players should be doing uh, to stay healthy for the long haul. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that his minutes are up. His efficiency is up and everything about him, everything that you would want from him, he has excelled at this year. He has, he has gone beyond expectations from shot selection, from, uh, you know, leadership roles. I mean, some of the assists, mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about how he was one sh uh, assist shy of a, of a, a triple double uh, a couple of games ago. Fact of the matter is, is that if Drew, Bank, Drew Eubanks had better hands, he would have had 13 or 14 assists. Drew Banks yeah. dropped a lot of passes down low. Uh, Thad Young dropped a couple of passes. Um, he could have had a night where he had 12 or 13 assists easily. 
but man, he's exceeded expectations. The only thing that he needs to you know focus on is that long range jumper, whether it be a three point shot. He's mm-hmm. he's he's ice cold from the top of the key, but uh, everything else, man, has been A's across yeah, the it's board. Been money. Yeah, I had a, a chance to talk with um, NBA head coach uh, Luke Walton. You know, after the uh, Spurs and the Kings played recently, and then another game where Murray dropped a triple double, twenty six points. I'm sorry, near triple double, twenty six, six rebounds, and seven assists. And I asked, I talked to Luke Walton about Murray, and I said, "Look, you, you, you coached against him for several seasons now. You know, what have you seen this year?" And uh, Walton told me that he's that be Murray. Is just getting the the job done on both ends of the court. Not necessarily his 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 offense, which we're seeing take leaps and bounds, but on the defensive end is what Walton is noticing. And at least at that game, or at least after that game, Michael, I uh, went to the old uh, statistical websites there, cleaning the glass, and hey, this this is pretty interesting. Uh, Murray ranks in the ninety eighth percentile among NBA point guards in defensive rebounding percentage. He only trails Luka Doncic in that department among NBA guards. Again, clean the glass. 97 percentile among point guards in steal percentage. 2.5% of the time he's going to get you a steal. He's ahead of other guards like Lonzo Ball and, and Rajon Rondo in that department. And, and when I was talking to, to Walton about Murray, the one thing that he did kind of, not kind of, he did put in focus was on the offensive end. And you 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 just mentioned it right now, that mid range jumper, and Walt for Walton he was like, wow, that's really taking the biggest step up, is that mid range jump shots, but you know he also said that hey that opens the things up for the bigs, so if you're seeing it, I'm seeing this, fan seeing it, now we have an outsider Luke Walton seeing this, yeah maybe the price tag for a trade for Demar uh, for sorry for Dejounte Murray is high is very very high michael yeah it's probably too high i mean he's only 25 years old i mean for him to average eight rebounds a game and be only six foot four is remarkable i mean that is that is desire that is smarts uh that's aggressiveness um he has turned into an absolute stud this year and defensively he had so many steals and breakaways the other day uh, it was fun. It, it was fun because one of them he tried to do kind of a trick shot there, and he the, the he lost the ball for a second, and then just simply laid it in. Uh, I, I laughed a little bit because I knew he wanted to do something special there. But you know he's he's so great at deflections. He's so great at eyeballing what another player is doing. Now from time to time, you know he can get worked on a one on one basis. You know with yeah. other with other star point guards out there. It happens to all of them, right? I mean, he does it the it happens the opposite way too. You know, he he can go one on one against a stud uh, point guard and, and take it to the hole as well. But he's very smart out there. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say that he's probably the smartest player on that team. And for him to average eight rebounds, you need to know where the ball's going. He's not just yeah. standing in a certain place to rebound, and he's just getting lucky that the ball's going his way. There's something about the art of seeing the trajectory of the ball where it's going, and anticipating where it's going to be. And mm-hmm. he seems to always be at the right place at the right time. And that's not him being lucky. That's him being smart. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, 
You can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salty caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off. Once again, at Built.com. In the last three, oh, so yeah, in the last three games, Michael, Dejounte, twenty-one points per game, nine rebounds, seven point seven assists, two steals. Uh, yeah, just one foul a game in those last three. He's playing the clean basketball as well. Fifty-one percent shooting and thirty-three percent from beyond the arc. That's in the last three games, Michael. So, yeah, his his value is going to be high. You know, his his price tag is going to high. Hence, the whole point of this segment is with a stock Murray so high, should the Spurs consider selling? You're saying no, they don't. They shouldn't keep him around. But one thing that you did say that, that kind of caught my attention earlier, you're giving me your 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 three guys that are un, nearly untouchable. And you said, I think you said Murray, Primo, and Vassell. Interesting enough, you left off Keldon Johnson. Why is that? The more I look at it, I mean, I like Keldon on this team. Um, the more I look at it, he's not tall enough for his position to be a star. Uh, he's going to be a serviceable player. He's going to average 15, 16 points a game. Um, he's going to have a long career. I want him with the Spurs. I think he's a starter. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that I think that the idea of him being a 23, 24 point per game player was probably a little bit of a fantasy from the beginning. Um, he's a great player. He, he needs to develop his game a lot more because offensively he just he tries to muscle his way through. Mm-hmm. And when I saw him play against the Lakers the other day, you know, he was trying to muscle his way through against Anthony Davis on a couple of plays and he got, you know, swatted away. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, we call him, you know, big body and things like that, but it, one thing we don't call him is tall body. And mm-hmm. I, I just think that there's a, you know, if he was two or three inches taller, he would be, you know, an, a, a star in the NBA. But he's going to be a serviceable player. He's going to be – he is starter. He's he's going to get 16 to 18 points a game. And he has increased his points per game from 12 and a half to 16. He's taken a mini leap this year. Uh, and I think his cap is going to be around 18 or 19 that I see right now unless he develops a better um, – some better moves down low. Uh, one of the thing that is one of the things that's promising though is that his three point shooting has been better. He had a game with six three pointers last week. He had another game with three, so he's he is more confident shooting outside the arc. Mm-hmm. But right now, I take a look at it. Um, it's not that I don't want Keldon Johnson on this team. It's not that I don't think he's a a talented player. I just don't think that right now he's one of those players that I would identify as untouchable. It's, it's, it is he? Like, a, it- does he have a high price tag, though, in your mind? Is he, are you still going to be all right? If you're going to knock on my door, come come with it. Top 10 pick? Okay. I'm okay with maybe that. It, maybe top 8 pick? Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could have gotten a Scotty Barnes, 
If we could have oh, gotten man. a player like Oof. like a Wiseman or yeah. a Kuminga with a with a top eight pick, yeah, I would have gone for something like that over Keldon Johnson. I I. I... Are you disappointed in this play this year? I mean, he's putting up good numbers, but do you feel like something's off this year with him? No, I, I don't think that there's something off with him. Uh, I just think that it's it's the the players having to to conform and get used to the fact that Dejounte Murray is running the show mm-hmm. because they knew their roles when when Demar Derozan was out there. Because Demar Derozan, you know, what did he play? What was his position? Well, he played point guard, shooting guard, and small forward all at the same time. You know, he was ball heavy. And I just think that they're trying to learn their roles all over again. There's a a new alpha. That's DeJounte Mm -hmm. Murray. And I think there's some players who fit DeJounte Murray's style a lot better than others. Devin Vassell fits DeJounte Murray's style very well. For sure. They they complement each other very well. Derek White... Not necessarily, though I'm glad that he broke out of a slump the other day. Uh, hopefully he continues that. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully he wasn't just lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but uh, it's just how do you complement players around around DeJounte Murray? And I, I think that that's the, the, the game plan moving forward. Instead of saying the young core, maybe we've identified the star. Maybe the future star is the current star. Maybe that, that is DeJounte Murray. And you build around him, and who, how can you complement around that particular player? And I think that Devin Vassell fits that. Keldon can as well, as long as his jumper is going and he's, you know, rebounding. And 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 I have I have faith that he can do that. But uh, I think right now, when I'm looking at this season, I'm seeing some players who are going to be with the Spurs in the future, three, mm-hmm. four, five years down the road. And I'm looking at this roster thinking to myself, wow, there's about eight or nine that could be just gone tomorrow, and I mm-hmm. wouldn't care. You wow. know, it's not that I wouldn't care for some of these players, but like I'm looking at it. Does Lonnie Walker have a future in San Antonio? Yeah. Just based on how this team is developing. Uh, right now, there are pieces there. We have DeJounte, we have Devin Vassell. Primo seems to be somebody who can, you know, who, mm-hmm. who's, who can develop over the course of the next couple of years. There are some players there. There's some interesting pieces. But, man, this rebuild is going to take a while, man. I, it, I was hoping yeah. that this would be a one- or two-year rebuild. Oh, no way. You know, no we way. might be talking about this in 2025 as as asking the question, are they going to be 500 this year in 2025? <laughs> right. But uh, but there, it's interesting, though. And, and, you know, this is – we've been here before. It's just been a long time since we've been here. It's been 30 and, years. And, I mean, we had to look – and look what it took, Michael, netting themselves a number one overall draft pick to get things going. Two of well, them right. nearly back-to-back, Robinson and then Duncan. Well, I mean, think about that because, you know, that the 20 years that Duncan was there, it took that one season where the Spurs got a bunch of injuries slash tanked their way into that mm-hmm. top spot. But prior to that, there was like, you know, eight years of winning from from, from 89 to... 97, mm-hmm. right? So we have to go back to about eight, 1988, which is what, 33 years ago, to be in – that was 33 years ago was the last time we were in this position. That's Not too crazy. bad for a franchise. Not too bad. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. It's been 33 years since the Spurs have had a bad team that was healthy. 
You know, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that, that team that got us Duncan was a good team that was injured. So it's been a while. So uh, 33 years, that's a great run. But right now, we just have to focus on the positives. And, you know, the Spurs are playing, are, are playing very competitively out there. Uh, one of the five worst records in the NBA right now. Uh, but there's nothing to say that the Spurs can't take a leap in a couple of years. It is possible. We've seen that recently with the Phoenix Suns. We've seen that recently with the Denver Nuggets. We've seen that recently with a good draft pick like Luka with the Mavericks. All it takes is just that one good pick. And that's why when I'm watching Spurs games, I don't get really mad if they lose. I mean, I'm cheering for them to <laughs> win during why. the game. I cheer for them to win during the game. Okay, that's just habit. That That is muscle memory. But when they lose, I then go, all right, better draft yeah. pick. Yeah, and and you look what the Warriors did. You know, they went for their dynasty run, and then they had what about a two year hiatus? And now look at them; they're back on top. Yeah, I mean, their, they, their 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 turnaround was quick, quick. They I were mean, built they drafted the draft. right, exactly. Wiseman, Kaminga, um, you know, you 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 know, you had Steph is still in his prime. We're seeing it right now. Clay is you know on deck Coming to back. make his return, so. I think the Spurs should take a page out of the Warriors book. I think the Spurs should have done the rebuild when Kawhi left. I think that's when they should have done that. Just bottom out. Exactly. You know, we, you know, the Spurs probably wouldn't be in the position they are now. If they did, they tried to hang on to it with LMA and DeMar, but LMA and DeMar are not Kawhi. LMA and DeMar are not Steph. You know, they're, they're not at that level. Although DeMar's playing, you know, like an MVP right now, but uh, <laughs> nevertheless, it, it it is what it is, you know. The Spurs are now doing it. They're pulling the plug, good, but you know, you you know, kind of circling back to the 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 segment here. What better way to restart a rebuild than maybe trading away one of your better assets? I mean, through the draft, and that's where we I thought get, about Dejounte Murray. Yeah, I mean, I mean, circle back. You know, I mean, think. I mean, I mean, obviously not to this extreme, but look at the Cowboys. With Herschel Walker, you mean they traded one player away, you know, and they they got themselves a dynasty out of that one player, and they traded to Minnesota. So, yeah, uh, you know, and look, I I don't want to see Murray get traded. I don't. It's just an idea. It's just barbershop talk here on Locked On Spurs. You know, what about the idea of trading away Dejounte Murray now while his stock is high? Hey, we're running out of time. Uh, we want to hear your thoughts on uh, today's show about trading DeJounte Murray. With the stock high right now, and he's putting up phenomenal numbers, would you, Spurs fan, want to trade him now and get this franchise going on their rebuild? Maybe, maybe, just maybe a lot faster. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter. But first, Michael's going to tell you everything you need to know about why you need to be listening to his show, Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. And Halftime's a fun show. It's on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Uh, the show goes from 12 to 2. It's a, it's sports, pop culture, nostalgia. Uh, the pop culture and nostalgia parts, though, are the fun parts of the show. Don't get me wrong. We talk a lot of sports, Cowboys, UTSA football, Spurs. But having topics where we're having a good seven-minute discussion about who's your favorite Spice Girl really gets me excited. I know. Can I, can I chime in about that? Yes, please. I listened to that segment, and I was very disappointed in you, Jimenez. You guys were sleeping on Sporty Spice. Big time. <laughs> Big time. I'm look, a look. baby Spice guy. 
when 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 they were at their peak, I did my scouting. Okay. And somebody even asked me back then, like, who are you picking? You know, you're gonna pick Posh, you're gonna you're gonna pick uh, uh scary. Um the supporter was always last. For me, she was always number one because she had ridiculous upside. There was just something there, there was some upside there. So I went with Sporty since day one. She was the best singer of the bunch she by was. far. And she and you guys were all wrong. I think it was Pledger was wrong. Um Almost all of them are out of the music business, so to speak. You know, not as prominent anymore. Yeah. Um, she, uh, Sporty, is still going strong. She is, uh, uh, you know, overseas in, in her her time of Britain. You know, uh, her country of Britain. Just phenomenal solo artist. You you probably heard her songs didn't nowadays her. and didn't yeah. know it was her. Yeah, um, I, I said I, I said pleasure a video, um, and uh, let's just say she's. Uh, Aged like fine wine. She ain't I, looking like the same sporty spice she did back in the day. I respect your opinion, but uh, Google image Emma Bunton 2021. Yeah. Homegirl still brings it. She was my girl back in 1996, 2021. And admitted it was a pigtails, wasn't it? You know what? I was, I was, yeah, that, that did it for me. Still does it for me. But uh, no, it, it's fun talking about things like that on, on San Antonio Sports Stars halftime. Uh, but uh, I think we're going to re redo our segment about me watching movies that I've never seen before and giving reviews 40 years later. Uh, we have a list of movies cause I was kind of sheltered as a child. So, uh, that's pretty fun. So again, it's sports, it's pop culture. Uh, we say no to politics there for the most part. Uh, yeah. you know, sometimes we have mm-hmm. to talk about COVID in sports and I try to kind of tread lightly on it cause I want it to be a, a an upbeat show where we try to kick politics out the door and it's just fun and it's an escape uh, during a lunch break, man. So uh, it's, it's a fun time. 12 to 2 on uh, San Antonio Sports Star. Put Tron in your list. I mentioned Tron. You, you looked at me like, huh? Where we did the video over there in uh, halftime. Uh, put it on your list. I'm pretty sure you've never seen Tron, right? I've never seen it, no. Yeah. I, I played it. the video game growing up, though, so I don't know if yeah. it has anything to do with it. Then you then you get why I said like eh it's kind of like why Free Guy was kind of like Tron, you, you you'll see it, you, you'll you'll definitely see it. By the way, but, good good picture of you in a lucha libre mask. Is that a lucha libre mask? Oh yeah, it? Magic Time Machine. Yeah yeah yeah. So so I told my cool. wife I told my wife I was going to the bathroom and uh, ended up uh, they had like face painting. I was like, what if I came back with my paint with my face painted? And uh, after about ten minutes, she went looking for me. And <laughs> then she saw me, you know, getting makeup put on me. Yeah. yeah. But I look at that photo. It was a great mask, but uh, that was 30 pounds ago, man. So I'm glad to be a little bit lighter. Good for you. Keep up the good work in that department as well. Listen to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. And we thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen. So yesterday, the Spurs took on the Timberwolves. So why don't you get out, check out Lockdown Timberwolves. Go see what they had to say about the uh, Spurs Wolves matchup and the aftermath. So check it out, Locked On Timberwolves. So for Michael uh, Lucha Libre Jimenez, I am Jeff Garcia. We're putting a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. Mm-hmm.